Assalamualaikum everyone. I hope you guys are doing amazing. I hope that this month is treating you good. This week is treating you good. I hope that you are just good. Whether you are a new listener or you are a long time listener, I hope inshallah this episode can help you in some way. So today's episode is going to share a bunch of random habits that I have picked up or that I'm trying to pick up and just stuff that I love that I think might be useful to share just in general for anybody, everybody. So I know that around this time of year and this month and just you know people are trying to become better people and change your habits but even outside of this time when you are just trying to become a better person or you just want to find something new or you're trying to replace a bad habit with a new one like i feel like these are very versatile and they range from very different things from like religious things to just life things to just things about how you carry yourself so inshallah in this episode i hope that we can wind down and share some random habits that i hope you will benefit from as well, inshallah. So the very first thing, inshallah, that I'm going to try to share is in regards to charity. Of course, if you do not give charity, make sure you give charity. And if you do give charity, here's what I think might be really interesting for you to try. Sounds easier said than done for a lot of people. And for some people, it is easy, but it is something that I think you should practice. So a lot of times when we give charity, we have a set amount in our mind that we are going to give whether it's because we have those recurring websites set up with our bank accounts and whatever or you just give a certain amount every friday or just in general you have a certain amount that you give right i want you to take that amount and whatever it is just add a little bit more on top my mom always says this thing and she always tells us that the money in your bank account the money in your savings or whatever it is just protection and it's just a comforting thought because tonight when you sleep, you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. You ate what you were supposed to eat. You've lived whatever you were supposed to live. You've done whatever you're supposed to do. And you've lived out your risk for today, right? So that money in your bank account is just comfort. That's it. It's just comfort. And of course, you're lucky enough to have that comfort. Because for some people, they go to bed at night panicked. Because they don't know how tomorrow's going to work out if they do wake up. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you enough with that comforting thought that tomorrow, when you wake up, you know that you have something there for you, right? But majority case, you don't even know if you're going to be alive tomorrow. You don't know if that's going to be yours tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? You don't know if you're going to be here. So that money that's just kind of sitting there, it's just kind of sitting there. It's just protection. It's just a comforting thought in the night. If I bought something today for a certain amount of money and I ate whatever I ate today, like, that's it. That's what I was meant to live today. Everything else is just, it's just there. And I don't even know if that's going to be mine tomorrow, right? So when you give in the way of Allah, give generously. And that doesn't mean that you have to give like grand amount. It's just force your nafs a little bit last minute to double that amount or put a little bit more on top. And that will honestly help you kind of grow out of this set routine of giving just an like an X amount money in the way of Allah. There's nothing wrong with that. And you should do that if you don't do it already. But like, again, sometimes when you're just at the masajid and you're about to give money, just add a little bit more on top. And it just, it's, it's something that I feel like it's a beautiful habit. And as a whole, it's something that really forces your nafs to kind of let go a little bit and do more for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah. And like always giving money from this world, it's just transferring it to your ahrad bank account and it's going to a way better place, I can tell you that. I feel like you should never regret donating money or feeling like, you know, it makes you poor or less than. A lot of people struggle to give charity because they're like, oh, the wealth is going away from me. If anything, it's you are just 
doing better for yourself in this life and the next. If anything, you're multiplying and helping yourself. So given the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will feel yourself getting lighter. The way that I also see it is like, look, my needs are met, alhamdulillah, right? A lot of times your needs are met. I know you might not think that they are. I know you might think, that, no, 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 they're not met, Hera, because I still want this, I still want this, I still have to get this, and I still need this, and I still want this house, and I still want this car. I know. A lot of times we all have a bunch of wants, and da 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 But your needs are still met, right? Your needs are still met. You're still okay. You still have a home. You still have a bed. You still have food. You have a place to live. You have your family. Like, you have clean water. Like, you, you have everything still. Your needs are met. So, given the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to those that don't have their needs met, inshallah. And you have a bunch of wants. And I know that sometimes your wants feel like desperate needs. And I need, 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 need this thing. I know. All the girlies have been there sometimes when you're looking at certain stuff and you're like, I need, need, need. But you don't really need, need, need it, right? And I feel like coming out of that mindset, I know a lot of girls, like... Um, girls are more guilty of this than anything, where they're just like, I need, 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 need this. And a lot of times, like, no, babes, you do not need, you know, the 14th shade of that blush that looks the same like the other one. I'm just saying the truth, okay? And I feel like coming out of that mentality, I know that a lot of girls do tend to have some, you know, retail therapy problems. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not attacking. But I feel like one of the things is just, just ask yourself, like, do I need it? It's okay to reward yourself now and then and buy, like, something for yourself. Why not? Like, we all do it. But, like, remember that, like, your needs are met, essentially. So don't be stingy when giving in the way of Allah. So the second habit, like I said, this is just a bunch of random mixed stuff that I think would be cool to share. This is something that I have talked about before, but I want to emphasize, especially this time of the year. And it's so insane because I knew I was going to mention this one. I already had it mentally in my list of the stuff that I was going to share in this EP. And then somebody DM me yesterday, literally yesterday evening while I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I'm going to mention this in the EP. They DM me saying this. This is a listener in the UK that has like listened to every single one of my episodes. I'm pretty sure. And they've came up with a lot of my episode ideas. And they said, I cannot lie, one thing I think would be so helpful would be to talk about free mixing and just staying away from fitna, the way that it is so easy in school and just stuff in general. It can start stuff with the opposite gender so easy. Now, someone who wants to stay away but sees people doing it, the fitna is crazy. I know how bad it is too, but listen to this. And they sent me like a YouTube link about talking about it. And then they were like, inshallah, this helps, whatever, whatever. And they're just mentioning some stuff about that YouTube link. And I was like, oh my goodness, because... I swear, like, me and my audience were connected because I already came up with this and I knew I was going to talk about this in this EP, like, a while ago. And then I was really finalizing it yesterday evening and then I got that DM and I was like, okay, that's it. Halas is getting talked about. This time of the year, a lot of people, in general, as a whole, just generally, people tend to cut out free mixing if they are used to doing it and they tend to avoid it and if you're not someone who avoids it i highly encourage you to do so and if you are somebody who generally struggles i encourage you to try your best to stop free mixing is seen in lots of different ways and i understand i'm gonna preface this each to their own right some people don't see this as a world crisis deal here is my breakdown okay just hang tight we're gonna get into this each to their own i'm saying my opinion some people say well, I'm a good Muslim and I have my boundaries and I'm fine. So like I can go to these places that might have free mixing or that might have something going on because I'm a good Muslim and I have those boundaries so I will be fine. I'm not a child. Good. I'm happy to hear that. But the thing is, in my opinion, this is how I see it. Don't put yourself in those positions 
when it's not need be. Don't put yourself in those positions where you have to put up that boundary, where you have to put up that barrier with the opposite gender or whatever, like, unless it's not necessary, something required. Like, don't go to those places that require you to do that because you think that you are all tough and strong and big and bad until one day you fail with your boundary. So I'm going to leave you with a thought that I think hopefully, inshallah, can get something running. I talk about this a lot with my friends and I'm very passionate about this because I think that this, it makes sense in my mind. Look, between a Muslim man and a Muslim woman, there is a certain level of awkwardness, ice, barriers, right? The thing here is this. A lot of times, society and generally just how you see things are, you'll feel a need to break that ice. Don't. The ice is there for a reason. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't let me see you do that. Don't break that ice. Don't do it. Let me tell you something. A lot of times people are, and, and you know, it's natural. Like when I'm with a girl, I generally do feel the need to break the ice. And it's okay to break the ice with a girl. Go ahead. That's how I've made most of all of my closest friends. You break the ice and you talk. There's nothing wrong with breaking the ice with a girl. Okay, nothing. Become friends with her. Go out, whatever. You know? But when we are talking about a Muslim man and a Muslim woman, that ice, leave it there leave it there there's no need to break that ice none at all the ice is there for a reason those barriers those things they're there for a reason okay there's no need to break it and for me mentally the way that i also see it is like this i understand that people also say oh well i'm not a child i know how to control myself i don't free mix even if i'm at a free mixing event i know how to stay to myself and just be with you know people that are be, be, be just with the girls be just with the boys like i know how to stay in my own lane and i get that but at the same time i just this is how i see it if there's not a dire desperate need like you don't have to go and it's not required don't go i've been reading so much about free mixing and there's so many interesting things that so many of the pious practices and the people that just came before us have talked about in regards to this it's like you know we say in a very simple term of xyz this opens up the door fitna and you should stay away and it's not good and you don't lower your gaze or whatever 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 even if you think that you're not attracted to somebody like you just spend hours breaking ice with people that you shouldn't necessarily even if you don't have any emotions or feelings toward them even if it's quote quote no feelings it's just there's no need for you to be doing it and when you know that in actuality there's not a desperate dire work you know like there's not that it's not like a work thing like it's not a need for you to be there then it's kind of like you're putting yourself there and in my eyes it's just not needed and I highly encourage a lot of people to just try that because I know that a lot of times, none of us are perfect, by the way, we all mess up when we all have times where we kind of compromised or we saw different and whatever. And it's none of us are perfect. I'm just generally saying um, some things and I'm not saying I'm perfect either, but it's just something that I feel like if there's not a need, I don't like it's not a work thing. Even then, like it's not a need, like then don't go. That's just it. That's just how I see it. And I feel like overall you're making like this sacrifice for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that inshallah you'll get rewarded for again each to their own i know some people say that it's not that big of a deal because you know like i know how to stay in my lane or they're just there i'm not talking to them but it's like just don't put yourself in those circumstances and the other way that i also perceive it for me personally again each to their own you don't have to agree personally for me i feel like okay this is just my personal standard okay I wouldn't want to get married to somebody who free mixes or goes those things. I'm not comfortable with it and that's just me, right? So I'm not going to do those things. I can't sit here throwing out expectations if I don't do the same, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides you and inshallah blesses you with the right people. But you have to make sure that you are 
the right you. A lot of people tend to worry a lot about, you know, just circumstances, relationships, where you're going to end up and stuff in life. But I just feel like one of the best ways is have to talk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also look at who you are. Who are you? You might say, I'm strong, I have that barrier, but maybe you do break the ice. You might say, I'm strong, I have that barrier, but maybe deep down you know you don't. Or you might do those things that are, mm-mm. and then it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like the the best reliant is to remember that, like, obviously have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but look at who you are. Because Allah is going to be truthful to you. Be truthful to God. God will be truthful to you. So you will get someone as such, inshallah. So that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. Each to their own. Um, and just purify your nafs. It's, it's best to stay away from it. Ultimately, also in my opinion, if you're not getting a good benefit out of it, wouldn't recommend going i know that i sometimes get dms where girls talk about and unfortunately it's so sad because some of my audience is like 12 and they're such sweet little young girls but not too many of them a lot of them are just in like their 20s so some of y'all older than me <laughs> but um i sometimes get dms and they're like okay so i don't know if this would be considered haram or i don't know if this would be considered wrong but a lot of times when you are writing it out yourself, you're in doubt, which says a lot, right? You're in doubt. You're kind of sus as it is, especially if it involves the opposite gender. It's just best to not do it. It's just best to not go. And again, like if you're not getting a good Islamic benefit out of wherever you're attending, like if it's an event, like your massage or something, and you're learning about God, like you're actually obviously a better environment, it's a protected environment, it's an environment where you're there for God, or you're learning about God, you're doing something like we're just... You know, something about you becoming better, about your deen, and like you learning about God, like something you're getting a good Islamic benefit out of it, it you know, like then it's up for discussion. But like if it's just, mm, we're just hanging out, or everybody's just going together, everybody's just going to be there, you know, so and so, so, no... I don't, I wouldn't do it. And I recommend a lot of people to stop as well. I think that when you do stop, you see the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses and changes your life. A lot of people struggle with FOMO as well when it comes to these concepts. That you feel like you're missing out because everybody's there. It's, you know, Friday night, everybody's there. It's this day, everybody's there. And I know that you might feel like you are missing out. But in actuality, you aren't. You are not missing out if you are trying to become more modest and more better in your faith you're not missing out if you're trying to stay away from those things that you think might make you slip or just stay away from things that might gain the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa because again you never know what door fitna can come from okay this being said a lot of haram relationships actually started off with the discussion of god and islam and religion so don't be fooled okay each to their own and every scenario is different but you don't be fooled. That ice is there for a reason. And when it comes to free mixing and things like that, purify your nafs. If you struggle to purify your nafs, I know a lot of people, and I've seen this advice been given by lots of knowledgeable people before. If you struggle to purify your nafs for you and for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you really desire to get married, then purify for the sake that whoever you're going to marry, be truthful to God. You know who you are. You know what type of person you are. That's the type of person, inshallah, you'll get. So have that in mind. But for me personally, like, your obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest thing. It's the biggest thing. It's the first most thing. You should try your best to be a God-fearing person. And again, I'm not saying that it's a world crisis. Again, each their own. Everybody has own opinions on it. I'm just generally saying that it, it don't like if you can avoid something and it's better for you to avoid it you should avoid it and that is my tea on that and i think that that's a habit that people should get comfortable with because you're gonna feel so much fomo maybe in the beginning but then you're gonna be so grateful that you did that 
because when you are truthful to God, you let go of things for God, you set those boundaries and you set those boundaries, but also do the things that make that, you know, you're sure that you don't have to put up that boundary in that scenario, that you're not ending up in a situation where you have to like forcefully put up that boundary or put up that barrier and you're fighting for your dear life. It just ends up better. And that's my 98 cents on that. Not my two cents, my 98 cents on that. The next habit that I recommend for a lot of people to try out if you have not done it already. So this is something that I'm trying to do as well. But pray the Doha prayer. A lot of people don't talk about it. And a lot of people have not actually done it before. So this is something that inshallah, if God wills, we can all try to do. It has to be done sometime between Fajr and Dhuhr. And it's so interesting. Because a lot of times we see like voluntary prayers and voluntary acts being talked about on social media, which is great, right? And we see the hajj being talked about a lot, which is really good. But then there's certain voluntary acts that a lot of people don't talk about. And I feel like the Doha prayer is one of them because it has so many amazing virtues and rewards and you can search them up yourself as well. And here are a few that are with hadith. You can find this on Muslim Matters. Just type in that on Google and you'll find the article. But the first one being that it fulfills charity on every joint in your body. Number two is the prayer of after penitent. Three, advice from the Prophet, peace upon himself. Four, under certain conditions, the reward for com for praying it is equivalent to a complete hajj and umrah. Number five, forgiveness of one's sins. Number six, equivalent to umrah and a lofty position. Number seven, Allah will suffice you. It just goes on. Number eight, a palace of gold in paradise. And it just, it goes on. Like there's so many amazing things and there are hadiths for that article as well to cite it so go on google matter of fact queens i will put that in my link tree okay psa besties i gotta tell you all some so when you go on my link tree right my link tree just the one that's like everywhere it's on this podcast too this link tree there's a section in my link tree that says resources click it that will lead you to a second link that i made that is filled with like books and like calendars like thoughtful ideas just like other beneficial resources i have put some very useful books there that i think might help one of them being like letters to my christian parents about islam because i know a lot of my audience is reverts so that book is so so nice and it explains islam in a very easy way even if you're not doing it like for your parents or you're somebody who's new to islam and you just want to learn or you're somebody who's been muslim and you just don't know your basics it teaches your basics it talks about really interesting things it helps you understand allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just understand the on, understand the whole situation of the revelations and whatnot it's such a good book and it also talks about jesus and islam as compared to how jesus and christianity might be it just lays out everything so neatly and it's so easy to understand it's so adorable and it's like little letters that are written to like somebody's parent um and then i put like some other books to like just you know help like some with like focusing in your prayer then there's like a calendar for like thoughtful acts to do during ramadan um there's like a bunch of stuff there, okay? I also put like a link to my favorite Quran that has like really nice notes and stuff. I got that one pretty sure like they sell it online too on Amazon and whatever. But I also put like a copy of it so you can see if that's like your type of thing. But it has like little footnotes which explains like the Quran ayahs as you're reading. And in the beginning of every surah, it has a whole introduction to explain it. And it's so nice. It's so cute. It's beautiful. Love it. Hard eyes fan all of that above so that and i have like a bunch of links there long story short hera has a link in her link tree that leads you to lots of other links that are resources that i hope are useful for you inshallah so many links just a link and a link on a link inside a link when you click that link there's a bunch of other links that lead you to more links okay i, I don't even know just 
you'll figure it out. You can want my link tree. Click it. I'll lead you to another link tree, <laughs> which will have a lot of other links. But inshallah, I hope you like it. I've seen some of you guys use it, and y'all tagged me on your Instagram post, and I posted on my story. If you know, you know. It was so cute. Love seeing it. Another very, very random habit that I think might help some people. This is something that I've done for a majority of my life because of my mother. Long story short. Um, find a place in your house and clean it for just 15 minutes. It could be 30 if you want. But just put your phone away. Put everything away and just clean. It It's, it's therapy do. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but it is so, it's so therapeutic, and it honestly feels amazing, I, I low-key, I don't, I don't like to say it out loud, but I low-key do love cleaning, but when nobody's, like, on top of my head about it, like, I, I know how to get it done, but don't be on top of my head about it, my mama is those moms that make you clean four times a day, not joking, like, she's been fired us, like, that since we were little, like, once in the morning, once around like that forenoon time after like she might cook something once in the afternoon and then like obviously before bed at dinner time like my mom's not those moms that are like okay you clean up of the whole day after dinner no you clean as you go and so that's just something that i've been raised to do right so i find cleaning very very low-key therapeutic you just gotta love it look you either love it or you gotta love it your mama gonna make you mumsy's gonna make you love it regardless so I feel like cleaning. Find a corner in your room. I know your nightstand drawer. Let me start on your nightstand drawer because I know my nightstand drawer. It gets a little out of control sometimes. Inside the nightstand drawer where you might keep like your medicine or like something. Oh my God, I sound like somebody's grandma right now. Whatever. You might keep like your medicine or like something like that. And then, you know, it just gets a little out of pocket. Your eye drops, whatever. Sort it through. Declutter that area. I promise it's just so good for you it's good for your little environment that you're living in and then light a candle light a candle and if it's those candles that smell like cologne and fresh laundry yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm you're doing it right or you can just light up any candle i'm i'm okay with any i do have some that don't smell like cologne and fresh laundry but like honestly the ones that just smell like that they just they just make the vibes even better you know so light a candle it doesn't have to be a big deal it does not have to be anything fancy light a candle clean your room just declutter you don't gotta light a candle just declutter declutter clean your space it helps with your mind another interesting thing i would recommend is find a bunch of random thoughtful acts to do throughout your day or just once a day i know that this sounds cliche but a lot of times you will feel better helping other people as much as you think you won't it really does something to you. When you help people for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you'll notice help come your way as well. So find some small, random, thoughtful things to do for somebody. And leave it at that. It doesn't have to be grand gestures. That was what that calendar that I posted my link to was about. It doesn't even have to be from that. It can be in general. Just find some thoughtful things to do. For example, some of the ones that were on that calendar were like, write a letter to somebody, just give somebody a card, make their day, help a stranger. Or just do something thoughtful for somebody. Cook somebody something. Just listen to somebody talk for once. Just something something small. Something very, very small. Doesn't have to be big. Help somebody in whatever chores they have to do. Whatever it is. A small, thoughtful thing. And those things honestly accumulate and just help you feel a lot better. Another random thing that I think is... I've seen help. Um, before bed right 
sad girl hours and sad boy hours tend to kick in, right? So before bed, have a certain decor routine or just do a little bit of decor and then go to bed. And remind yourself that the God that you are glorifying and the God that you are, you know, praising hears and sees everything that you're going through. And cut sad boy, sad girl hours right down in there. So do the dikkar. The second you see sad boy, sad girl hours creeping in, but Lord knows what, right? In our life, we all have things that seem heavy to us, that seem tragedy to us, that hurt us, or things that we just feel about, right? So it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't want it to consume you to the point that you are, that's your entire world. So do some dikkar before bed. I feel like it just relaxes you and it really helps you get in the right headspace. You go to bed, wake up tomorrow, and you do great, inshallah. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to add on to that, but I think I'm good on that one. Some of these are like so impulsive and I'm just saying them as they come to my head. And some of these I kind of thought through. This other one's kind of impulsive. This is going to feel like we're back in kindergarten. And I honestly, I'm all for that. But this is how, this is another thing that I'm very, very big on and how I've been scheduling life recently. So I talk a lot about productivity, scheduling and whatever in the third and like balancing that. But personally, for me, despite all the times I've talked about it, I'm honestly not that much of like an agenda or planner girly. Like I've tried my best to become one and like I do get it. But like the reality is like I just am not the person that like writes something every day for like what I have to do. I just write on a piece of paper. We just get it done. It has to get done by the end of the week or something. Right. But the way that I feel like the problem is sometimes we start to write a little too much and then we burn ourselves out, right? And then you have so many commitments, so many things you have to do. So recently I started doing this new thing on how I schedule out my paper to kind of make a little brain map and prevent myself from getting burnt out. No, this is definitely not the only key way to prevent yourself from getting burnt out, but it helps because what we do is when we make a to-do list we're just like mm, top priority top priority star star highlight highlight got it that done and i'm guilty of that and then you do too much and then you're burnt out and then there's like nowhere in that list for you right so what i started doing is okay take a piece of paper okay make three lines on it those three lines are going to be top priorities only three that's it don't try to squish four don't try to make two and one on three no three that's it we honestly tend to add on little 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 things and be like oh that's priority two that's priority no three things only three things three things priority i have to get this done breathe sleep eat die by the end of the week it's got to get done right that's your first three lines and then you're going to make maybe eight to ten lines of small tasks throughout your week that you have to get done that might help you that might push you forth or that you just have to get done they're not that much priority literally six to eight honestly six to ten if you're like including like your own personal life stuff in that like oh i have to do this i have to go here whatever um if we're talking like school and work related really do not let me see you exceeding like six and that's guilty as charged because i've went plus 10 okay but try to keep it limited try to keep those lines limited the he the thing here is this we live our life in a way where we think that everything is urgent we live as if the next week is urgent this assignment is urgent work is urgent we live so urgently 
every single day and every single day we do tasks and we do things so urgently that we forget that you are alive you're a human being you're living and you have no sense of reality because you're living in this reality of urgency and that's not your actual reality that's in your mind in your mind you have the sense of urgency that you've committed to so many things that you're burnt out that you have to this do like you are always just going and you're so hyper independent by the way hyper independence that is something that i want to make an episode on might do it inshallah coming soon maybe but we'll talk about it and like micromanaging tasks and if you struggle to like delegate tasks baby i'm about to come for you because i'm about to come for myself too in that ep but i'm thinking of recording an episode like that inshallah but do that okay and then what you're gonna do is if you have certain things that are time bound like you have certain meetings just write those down at the time that you have them on the side then at the bottom you're gonna make three to five lines honestly preferably seven so that way you write something for every day. This is what you are grateful for. I'm going to say, Hera, you, you, you sounding like my teacher in kindergarten. You know, the teachers in pre-K that are like, okay, guys, one, two, three, eyes on me. Write what you're grateful for. I've perfected my teacher voice. It's It's been it's been quite a few years, but your girl got it down now. Honestly, I think from teaching, you just develop it over time. But honestly... It is what it is. Write down at least seven lines, three to seven. If you're somebody who has a hard time, I guess three, but recommended seven. And then every day in the morning, because you're going to look at that list, write down something you're grateful for and be creative. I always tell people, be creative about what you're grateful for. Don't just say my family, my house, my water, my food, my bed, clean, happy. That's great. I love that. And that's something you absolutely should be grateful for. But be creative because you have so many other blessings in your life that you're not noticing. And that is how I've been doing that. And I feel like it helps because that way you can not get too overflowed. On the back of that page, you're going to have a little of a brain dump area where you just, whatever's floating in your mind, just write it there. Whether that's like random stuff that comes up or like little notes, whatever, just throw it there. And then, yeah, and it's so satisfying at the end of the week when it's all like checked off and done. Mm, my favorite feeling. It's so beautiful, bro. That is so... I. I just, that's so out of pocket. I'm sorry. Y'all, talking about out of pocket, I just remembered not everybody knows what out of pocket means. And I say out of pocket like all the time. I was one time talking to one of the girls in the Discord who lives in the Netherlands. And she was like, what does out of pocket mean? I don't understand your these words that you're just throwing out. And I was like, out of pocket. Like, you know, like out of pocket. Like, that's unacceptable. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, that's just, I don't know. Like, it's not that serious, but it's just out of pocket, you know? And she was just like, girl, what? And then one time I was talking to my mom. Oh, my God. I was like, mumsies, mom, that's a little out of pocket. And she goes, what's out of pocket? And like my mom, she's not like behind on the slang or nothing. Like we keep her up to speed. We do keep her quite a little bit up to speed. She's, she's there. She's, she's getting there. We're working on it. Right. And like, she, she's not like too old fashioned, but she's not like all up in the, she, she's in the middle. Right. And I was like, mom, out of pocket. Like when something's just like outrageous. Right. She's like, in that case, you above waistband. I was like, mom, I was speechless. I was like, mom, where'd you learn that? above first of all she took it literally and she goes above with me i was like mom i'm dead but like she she ate me with that one and now i use that one on her soul she'll probably come up with something new sometimes so but it is what it is but anyway don't write too much on your to-do list because that is indeed out of pocket okay then you bring yourself out so don't do that i definitely think that i dropped a lot of random things in one episode but i hope inshallah that you guys liked it this episode was so short guys this is so Oh my goodness, Hera not releasing 40 minutes? 
Mm, that is out of pocket right there. Unacceptable. I'm sorry. You know, I think that there are a lot of good things, hopefully, inshallah, that someone can hopefully take away. I don't know. I, I tried. I tried. Okay, I tried. A plus for effort. Um, I hope you guys like this episode. Please do take care of yourself. Okay, also, don't exit yet. We have to tell you something, okay? Stop. I have to tell you something. Okay. Are you listening? Okay, good. So, on my Instagram. Mm, 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 here we go. On my Instagram, I started this new series, which is basically tips for a guilt-free Ramadan. And it is like advice, tips, general reflections, stuff like that and it's like basically like every day almost i'm gonna be uploading stuff so i'm not saying you have to follow me but you sh you should or you could you could just stare at it without following right like you could just stare at the following just benefit from the content inshallah because i've been trying to be very consistent and stay on social media during ramadan when in actuality i low-key i i not feeling social media i'm ready to just log out but i really want to stay on and help and give that one inshallah i see so many people like just drawing closer to islam throughout this month so i want to try my best inshallah to help you guys and yeah inshallah to my best degree so you can stop listening to me now please take care of yourself have a great rest of your day assalamualaikum